Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. Mm, let me tell y'all, we didn't even do our little drop. Let me let me put Debo <laughs> in on here. You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Y'all, we so excited <laughs> over the chat room today because it is about to go down. You hear what I say? It's going down up in here tonight. We got the battle of the sexes, y'all, and everybody is ready. It's going to be good, see? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday. Yeah. I know how we we turn it up on Friday because we have waited all week. Actually, we've been waiting for a minute for this. I think it's actually part three, I want to say, of the Battle of the Sexes. But we have had some awesome guests each and every time. We have aired this segment. And tonight we have some new fresh faces, some new fresh voices, but you know we got that Sean Sinclair. He always has a thing or two to say, and it's also, it's always welcoming because just like Alicia, we don't know what's going to come out of Sean's mouth when any given time. <laughs> yeah, when I say, but when I say I think he done met his match tonight, tonight, he done met his match tonight. <laughs> I'm just excited because it's, it's, when I say, okay, this is grown and sexy. Now, if you ain't grown, if you are not over the age of 18, uh, we do advise mm-hmm. you to not listen to this segment of our show. We do apologize for the inconvenience, but as of today, you you know, for this show right now, you do have to be 18 or over. I'm just saying. <laughs> All righty. And now that we've got those legal issues out of the way... <laughs> We want to welcome all of our new 
Listeners and our new viewers, we see you out there. We so appreciate you joining us tonight. My name is Tony once again, and I am joined every night we air on Let's Chat by the one and only phenomenal Miss Leisha. But just to let the new people know and just to refresh some of our regular guests, what we do here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature the royal wake because Leisha and I are readers first and foremost. But we are not just readers. We are lovers of all the arts, and we have had them all in the doors of Let's Chat, and we're about to have another steamy show tonight. But we love what we do, and we only know the one way to do it, and that's the royal way. Now, our show allows all of our guests as well as our listeners to interact in the fun, friendly, and intimate environment and you know we get to hear the passion behind what it is they do and trust and believe tonight is going to be one of our passionate shows so we hope you guys are ready get those red cups I mean, we, we don't discriminate what's in them, but no, we definitely will need them tonight. And get ready to sit back and have an awesome show with the ladies here on Let's Chat and our phenomenal guests. Absolutely. I'm excited because we got four fabulous guests. Not one, not two, not three. We got four of them. We got the author, fabulous author, and a lady of BMB Records, the fabulous author, Akia Brown. We have author Garth. I always mess up his last name. <laughs> I want to say Boysen. <laughs> Boysen. He's going to mess up a name. <laughs> we sure can. And we got author... And actress Marcinae France and author Sean Sinclair. He about to, they about to all shake it up in here. So this segment, a battle of the sexes, we we decided to do something a little different. Um, everybody is, is is at different levels in relationships. You know what I'm saying? We have uh, mm-hmm. open relationships. We have marriages. We have. I mean, we got some of everything going on. So we about to talk from everything from the rooter to the tutor and all the way around. It's about to go down up in here. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So am I. And uh, I see our studio is already getting a little crowded. We so appreciate you, um, Leash. You know, we had some great music on our show the night before last because we aired on Wednesday instead of last night because I had my holiday show. And make sure you check those those archives out because we have some new music that's in our rotation, and we absolutely love what it is that he's bringing to the table. So make sure you go, guys go over there and check out Superstar K. He has some nice, smooth, grown and sexy music up in the studio that we have in our new rotation. We hope you guys enjoy it, and make sure you get your one-click on if you like it as well as we do. Absolutely. And you know what? I want to shout out everybody that always sends us music. We get a lot of independent music, and sometimes we get mainstream music from some of our guests that we have had on before, and we appreciate everybody that sends us music from Keith Robinson to Blue Marley, um, Mm -hmm. Bandana Buns. I mean, we appreciate you guys. We got Ike Breeze. We appreciate you guys for always, always, always supporting us, sending us music, we got Necessary, you know, E.P. Pope, he always hooks us up with some music with his artists, um, and so we appreciate that, you know, my Sean, mm-hmm. oh, my Sean has some new music coming, shout out to him, Miko Slim, Miko Slim has some new music coming, I'm just excited for everybody, Ebony Archer, we appreciate everybody that uh, hooks us up with music on a regular, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to hit you with some of that uh, superstar. And we'll be right back. 
Okay. Roll smooth with a banger. Can't do much about you, babe. About you, won't you say? Won't you say? I promise you will never know a love like this. Always yes, in the same way. Same way. You my heart race. Heart race I promise you will never know a love like this. I don't care for you. I'll be there for you. No matter what you're going through. While you sleep at night. Get the business. Can't do much about you, babe. About you, won't baby. you say? Won't you say? I promise you will never know a love like this. Always, yeah, in the same way. Same way. You make my heart race. Heart race, race. I promise you will never know a love like this. Yo, this My baby, I know I can never replace you I'm thankful for others' mistakes They don't have to wait as my love takes you A little more love And I would overdo oh, A little more love And now I'm holding close Cause I can't do much about you, babe About you, Won't you say Won't you say I promise you will never know a love like this That was some of that new music we just got from Super Superstar K. And we had a fabulous interview with him uh, on yesterday. Make sure y'all check out our archives. Um, you can check us out here on blogtalk.com as well as iTunes and really any podcast app. You know, we go where you go here on Let's Chat. We got a show tonight. Thank y'all for everybody that's tuning in to the chat room. We got Battle of the Sexes. If you're just tuning in, you are right on time, honey. Mm-hmm. I am excited about it. You know, we have some uh, very vocal, so we want you guys to, and if you if you hear anything that you want to chime in, make sure you press that number one. Now, if you're on the computer list streaming um, through the Internet, you're not going to be able to uh, join into the show. You're going to have to actually dial into the show. And our guest call-in number is 347-205-9387. You press that number one, and we'll bring you into the chat room. And uh, add your voice to our great guest tonight. Absolutely. Somebody asked me, was I going live? No, child, I'm not going to go live tonight. In 2019, I promise y'all I will go live at least one show a week. 
but I got off of work and came straight here, and so I don't have time to get on live, but I guarantee y'all, 2019, I got y'all. Y'all will be able to chime in real time. We're going to be talking that talk on um, at least one show uh, a week, I promise y'all. We got to bring in our guest. T, you ready? We ready. We I'm got our ready, snacks girl. set up. Yeah, we got the snacks set up. Everybody got a red cup. Okay, we all set. Let's go. <laughs> we got the fabulous Garth. Uh-oh. Can you bring in that 917-853? All right. Good night. Hey, Garth. How are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. It's been you a minute, Garth. The- How you doing this evening? <laughs> I know, right? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Definitely blessed. So I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Absolutely. We are so good. Now you got to tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and your book. All right. Um, my name is Garth, and I heard you try to pronounce your last name before. Good effort. Garth, I am the author of The Journey Continues Evolve, um, and a couple of The Journey Continue help self Help self-help series books that I have on Amazon. Um, definitely mm-hmm. something to inspire both body and mind, especially along life's journey. Coming from Trinidad and Tobago, I've been writing for a long time, but mainly uh, stuff that's on the mind, stuff that can help to, when shared with others, can help them to maybe make better choices along their own journey. Absolutely. Okay. And you're married, right? I have a girlfriend. Okay. Oh, okay. So he that's that point of view. We got to keep it we got to keep it together because we got so many different levels that we have on here today. We're going to go to the next level. This y'all, she about to take us all the way to the next level down the street and around the corner. What's going on, Mr. <laughs> Kia Brown? What up, though? <laughs> hey, 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 pretty lady. How are you this evening? <laughs> I'm good. How are y'all? We are, we are good. good. We are good. <laughs> so you got to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your book. Okay. Well, again, my name is Akia Brown. I am the author of Beyond Love. I'm born and raised in Detroit. I am happily married in an open relationship um, with what me and my husband call wife-in-law. Oh. <laughs> all right now, all right, Miss. You see, you always leaving me in uh, with a oh, Miss Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Miss Brown. Let me tell y'all, she like she like the CIA. She the Navy SEAL, okay? She done does it. Y'all got to pick up Beyond Love. Let me tell y'all, y'all got to pick it up because she gonna tell y'all how to be covert for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give y'all a little pointer, a little pointer. <laughs> That's and then awesome. We got That's the fabulous awesome. Sean St. Clair. Welcome back, Sean. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, 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 Sean. You know how we do, boo. <laughs> Absolutely. What's going on? We are good. Okay, you got to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your book. Okay, I'm Sean St. Clair. Creative gangster erotica author of the recently released Street Rap. Blood Ties coming in January. Got about 12 titles all together. Uh, everything about relationships to crime and everything in between. You know that gangster erotica talk. You know what I mean? 
And let me All tell right. you, I picked up that. I picked. I just wanted just one little, uh, one little thing. I picked up your uh, last book, your latest book on audio. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Let me oh, find out. No. You, got, you know what? I said, okay, Sean. All right, then. His his pen is really smooth. It is really smooth. Shameless plug, y'all. Go on out to Audio Ball and pick that up. Give your brain something to chew on. Hey, look, (laughs) if you never have articles, I mean, if you never have Audible, you can get it for free, and you can download my book for free because you get credits when you sign up. So if everybody who wants to check out an Audible who feel like they don't have it, get it for free. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. It's like, it's like a movie, right? It is. And then your new promo that you put out, on point, on point. Y'all know I'm all about the promo. On point with that. <laughs> we got one more guest. She is actually running a little bit late. Um, actress Marcia France, she's going to be jumping in here a little later. But we're going to get this cracking. We're going to get this cracking. We want to thank you guys, all three of you guys, for coming in here. And it really just kind of sharing your world with us. Um, because this is Battle of the Sexes, you know, Tony and I, we get nosy. And, you know, we we be asking some things. And so, you know, I want to talk about this one topic that had came up. And but we're going to talk about, I wanted to do that when Marcia Nate come in. Let's let's get with the open relationship thing because um, Miss Brown, she, she's been in an open relationship, an open marriage for a long time, um, and it works for her. So let's talk about that concept of an open marriage. Miss Brown, why, why did you and Mr. Brown choose an open marriage? Well, Brian, it wasn't like, first of all, we didn't choose an open marriage. It was something that kind of happened organically. Um, uh-huh. Brian... Brian never really believed in traditional marriage. You know, he he has always had this thing about, you know, the government and they just trying to control us and, you know, different little, different little theologies like that, which um, I don't know if anybody's uh, familiar with the UCC code, but I read up on it. And it is, you know, it is just another way for the government to kind of control us because that's how they track us by licenses and different things like that. So I kind of understood his point of view to that point. But I was raised in a house with a mother, a father. You know, I was raised in a traditional household. So during my traditional household upbringing, um, I've always wanted to fairytale marriage. So going through life and just having relationships and going through things like that, I always had a problem with men who lied. So that was my biggest thing in my in my previous relationships before I met Brian was I always had well, I only had two other relationships outside of my husband and um, the first one was with my father baby's father and we were together for like five years and all I asked was like just please tell me the truth like I, let me know what you doing how you doing it or whatever and I will be the judge of if I can deal with it or not but let me have that option. Don't blindside mm-hmm. me in these streets. Well, of course, that never happened with him. So when I met Brian, you, I basically told him the same thing. You know, when I met Brian, I was kind of wild. I was in the streets. My nickname was Nigga What? Like, I didn't have time for no men. <laughs> and, you know, when I met him, I, you, I came on to him just like that. Like, just be honest with me. Like, tell me what's going on. 
And ironically, we had an incident where a couple of my friends seen him at a concert with a white girl at security guard. And, you know, they called me. You know how your friends do. Girl, I just seen that dude you talked to, blah, blah, blah. So I instantly called him. Like, you at the concert with a white girl security guard? Like, who is she? And he was like, oh, it's, you know, she's a supernatural friend of mine or whatever. And I'm, I'm very blunt. So I'm like, y'all fucking? And he was like, I mean, we have. I mean, what, what, what's going on? And, you know, I was stuck because he wasn't supposed to say that. Like, I wasn't ready to hear the truth for real. Mm-hmm. But when he said it, it was like, I'm like, okay, I had to reflect on myself and be like, now you asked for this. Now you got it. What you going to do with it? So, of, of course, I can't get mad at you for telling me the truth because I'll never get the truth again. So now I got to, you know, be realistic or whatever. Like, okay. I mean, in my mind, all guys are niggas cheap. So, you know, I was like, okay. He gave me the truth. I can't be mad. I'm going to say what I got to say and keep it moving. Well, eventually it just built, we built a relationship around that because I had another level of respect for him because he told me the truth. So then when other females started getting involved, like I used to just, we used to just start talking about it. And, you know, he like, you know, I got this friend and, you know, I, I just met this girl. She's trying to be in my life. And so we just start having an open communication about him and different women. And one thing led to another. Hey, you know, he, y'all, well, you probably, you know my story, but most of the readers don't know my story. My husband was in jail for 10 years when he came home. He was like, you know, you stood by me and gave me everything you, that I asked for when I was incarcerated in my most handicapped state. So, therefore, I'm going to give you what you want to make you happy, and that's my hand in marriage. long as you understand and don't deviate from the relationship that we had before I say I do, because we had an open relationship before we, he said I do. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can deal with that. I can do this. You know, and and yes, I still want to marry you. And so when we got married, that's just what it was. And instead of being, you know, calling women or being demeaning or giving women demeaning names, like, oh, that bitch is a sad chick or she just the other woman, you know, we came up with this term called wife-in-law. But now it's kind of messing us up because everybody is not considered a wife-in-law, but they want that title. You know what? So. <laughs> You're like, we size out day. At the time, that's what the title was. Right. But see, sometimes people take that to the head. Mm, you ain't put in no work. You ain't proved yourself. Like, I mean, you not a wife. You know, just like in a relationship, I guess we might have to call them relationship in laws or something, but I got to switch this, this wife in law title up because it's, it's, it's not working out all that good. Miss <laughs> Brown, y'all, I love Miss Brown. She's so blunt with it. She's like, look, no, we got to give you, we're going to give you another title, sis. We, we got you, though. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the stigma that, that falls with that, though. There's a stigmatism that falls in relationships in general. Like, why is it so important that we stick to, like, a status quo where people tell us what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and how things should be in a relationship for it to work? Um, Garth, what, what do you think about that and everything that Miss Brown talked about? Uh 
definitely interesting. I think it is interesting. It all it also comes from you know not not in a bad way. I mean, in a good way, it's interesting because I feel it comes from a perception of one what you grew up with in terms of what your values were. In terms of like you know, she's saying she came from a home where there was a mother and a father. Um, mm-hmm. But then to remember the environments change as we grow older. We're not going to stay in that environment. Some people do, which is great, but some people don't. Um, I think it is a massive perception. I think it takes a level of maturity because some people are older but not more mature. Um, and it definitely takes a level of understanding. So to get into that type of relationship, you know, again, all hats, hats off to, to you for doing that and for understanding as much as it is. And again, nobody could understand the environment or the situation unless they were in that exact situation, which doesn't happen. There's always something similar, but not the exact one. Um, I think it's different with different people. Like, it will be different in a relationship where there's levels of maturity that each individual has to reach still. And so it definitely depends on the two people, or in her case, everyone that's involved, I guess. But it is interesting, okay. very interesting. And what do you think about the, the stereotype uh, that people have to, that people are looking for other people to validate what a relationship is and how it should be an etiquette and, you know, what should be done to make you happy and the expectations. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a good question, though. That, that's been a common question that I've had in, in some conversations um, because I also talk about men's health, uh, men's mental health, and that's part of it that comes up. It's as if we have been given a guideline to live by. But then if you look at it, that's, that's, that's historical. That's from ever since. We've always been given guidelines to live by. And, that's, and sometimes when we step out of those guidelines, it either shows us as rebellious or it shows us as, um, I guess, you know, just not the norm. But I, I think there are certain things that I, I myself think that they're too much structured as put in it by other people kind of telling me what makes me happy and what should, sorry, what, but what should make me happy. So some of them I agree with, some of them I don't. I mean, like I said, for her to take that or for them, for the couple to take that, that stance, that's definitely empowering. That's definitely empowering um, stance and movement. But I, I do agree that I think sometimes it, they, they put guidelines on what should make us happy. But then it's a society that we, that we live in and sometimes it's our choice if we want to follow those rules or not. And some rules, if we don't follow it, there, there comes a consequence. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's a tricky one. That one is a tricky one. But it's definitely a conversation that people have been having. I've had many conversations recently about that same thing about, well, why is it this way? And who said it should be this way? And why? how do you know that, that, that this doesn't make me happy? And sometimes people saying things for a long period of time, not being happy, but because that's what they were told is, What's what's supposed to happen? Absolutely, and Sean. I think um, you know you have to do what works for you. You know what I'm saying? So many people try and tell you how to live your life, but they're unhappy themselves. You know, we're in a new age of awakening called the Aquarius, and so part of the age of Aquarius is that old things aren't working working anymore. You know, we're in a new paradigm shift. And not to get too deep, but we have to choose what makes us happy. Because what, what works for someone else may not work for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And y'all know, I have noticed, and, and this was a question that someone asked uh, on Facebook recently, um, but um, they asked women would they date a bisexual man. And most of the women on the post was like, nah, nah, nah. However, if you look at it, more and more men are dating bisexual women. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's let's start with Sean. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> right here, say that. <laughs> Let me find out you got stuff, Sean. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, I'm 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 gonna answer that too. And far, he got a sigh. Look, and he we got a sigh. Like, oh God. Okay. We apologize in advance. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be a hypocrite, right? But mm-hmm. uh I don't as the man in me is like, okay, the more the merrier, you know what I'm saying? But would I want my wife to be bisexual? Nah. Would I want you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, because it's bad enough you gotta worry about the dudes. You gotta worry about the women too, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now the man in me of course is like, Okay, everybody should like um vagina. So mm-hmm. you can't really blame them. <laughs> but then on another mm-hmm. level, I'm like, nah. I mean, gay is gay. You can't have a double standard. You know what I'm saying? If you, if this if it's unacceptable for a bisexual man to be with a straight woman, then it should be the same way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Double standard. Okay, should that's a, that's interesting. How about you, guys? What's your take on that? It, it sounds like a, a open, one-sided relationship. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's weird, though, because, you know, I, I agree with Sean, you know, in terms of, we're like, okay, yeah, you know, we, we as, from a man's standpoint of view, you could could say that, you know, the Mortimer, I think from my, my perception and from conversation, again, it's my only thing with that is sickness. Um, you know, I, I've seen some people get caught in those situations or in both areas. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, the only the only thing that bothers me with that is that, you know, like, you, you've got to be, like, extremely careful with that. And sometimes in, in the heat of things, there's no, there's no boundary of what you would, would and would not do. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I stick to my guns with, you know, just the one relationship thing. And, and I think especially with the, the, the bisexual female versus bisexual male and, and you know, that dating thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go that far okay. to, to get into that competition. But it sounds like a, a, one, a one-sided open relationship. Mm-hmm. If there's such a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What, what are your thoughts, Miss Brown? Well, I feel like, uh, well, I look at it like this. It's just like the, it's almost like the <clears throat> stigmatism that's placed on the genders. So, you know, as far as a man being gay is a lot different than a woman being gay as far as how it's looked at in society. Um, <laughs> it's almost, it, it, it's just like a man can have multiple women or, or have multiple sexual partners and it's okay or it's, it, 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 it's passable. But if a woman, a woman does it, she's a hoe, she's a slut, she's nasty, you know what I'm saying? So the relationship mm-hmm. is almost just like that. Me myself, I'm totally against gay like gay men relationships, and I'm not too really fond on gay women relationships. I do have female friends that are bisexual, and you know, if you're my friend, you're my friend. You do what you you choose. But for me, 
and what I promote is that that wouldn't be it. Mm. Absolutely. Now, and, and this is the thing, you know, I think that a lot of times we, it is a, a side where I'm not too fond of it, you know what I'm saying? But my thing is if you do what you do to make you happy. You know, so many people say, should the female do this and should she take him to dinner first and should he do this? And you got to do whatever you want to do to make you happy. You know what I'm saying? I think that society places us in a box so often. And we try to live in this one little box where everything has to be one-sided at some point in time, you know, unless the box is open. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do understand um, that, you know, for some men, they, that may be the thing for them. But at the same time, it's like you still, relationships have rules and regulations, whether you're married or not. You know what I'm saying? And at that point in time, what it, whatever their rules and regulations are, because like Garth and um, Ms. Brown brought up, there are things that go on, diseases and so many things. And I, I, I'm a firm believer that a man is not only supposed to be your protector as far as a, a physical protector um, and security, but he's supposed to be security and protection all the way around. So he has to, if you're giving him your body, he has to be able to protect your body and vice versa. If you're giving her your body, she has to be able to protect that, you know, that, that part of you. And in order to do that, if y'all are taking it to this, this, this kind of a level in a relationship, then what exactly are the rules and the regulations placed in, in put in place to be able to protect y'all in this particular situation. And I don't think that a lot of times people think that far through. I think they just out here, some of them just doing whatever with whoever and, and using it as an excuse. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that creates a problem um, in society in itself. Now, you had a question, T, because I heard you. No, I was going to say we have we had a hand up before I get into um, what what I was going to contribute to the conversation. I'm not sure if that's our our uh, best marshmallow. They want to chime in. Okay, we're going to uh, take this call. Oh, and now T's been married almost thirty years. I call her Wife One Hundred One. She's been married forever, so she like the she like my marriage bible. <laughs> We got six one two four zero seven. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name's David. I'm calling from Minneapolis. Um, thanks for taking my call. If I could just say quickly on the whole issue with that, the fact is everyone knows that homosexuality between two men is disgusting and it's beyond even thinking about. I mean, if you even try to imagine two men being together, it would it would it would shed, send a shudder down your spine. It's nasty. But when you think of two women together, it's like okay, you know, no one's going to be disgusted by that. Someone might disagree with it, but it's not going to disgust you. That's that's what it mm-hmm. comes down to. And then secondly, when the, the one of the female hosts brought the issue about there being a double standard between men and women, like when a woman sleeps around, she becomes a hoe, and when a man does it, people think of him as a player. The reason that's the case mm-hmm. is because for women, it ain't that hard to have sex. If a woman wants, you could walk out the door right now, walk out into the street, walk up to the first man you see. And if you're even if you're somewhat decently attractive, and you walk up to that man and say, "Would you have sex with me?" Nine times out of ten, he's gonna say yes, right there on the spot. Now let's flip that and let's say a man tries the exact same thing. Nine times out of ten, he's gonna get slapped in the face, or she's gonna cuss him out. That's that's the reason there's a difference. 
because men have to mm-hmm. have effort to have sex. Women, it's easy. So for you guys, it's about saying no. And for men, it's about can we get it. That's what it comes down to. Okay. okay what is your name? What, I, I'm sorry. I didn't get your name. Oh, my name's David. Name's David. Okay. My name is Tony, and I'm one of the hosts on the show. And I have heard from each um, person on here. Now, I just like to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna contradict a little bit what you just said about women having it easy. Um, I think women have um, a different take on a relationship because when a woman and a man comes together, that woman will carry that man beyond that instant. Okay, because he is inside of her and he is ejaculating into her and she will be carrying that, whereas a man can come out, wash up, and walk on. I feel that a woman will, she feels differently about it. I'm just saying me personally because that person stays with me. Not just walking up and taking a shower and you're still within me. Do you kind of understand what I'm saying? Does anybody kind of understand right. what I'm saying here? But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just having actual sex. I'm not talking about the after effects. I'm saying if, right. if a guy wants to have sex, and let's say a woman wants to have sex, the guy has to have game. He's got to have his things right. He's got to be able to, you know, there's an effort required in a man to have sex mm-hmm. with a woman unless she's a total hoe. For a woman, mm-hmm. you don't have to work to have sex. You don't have to try. You can walk up to any man you want to right now, and you can probably have sex with him. You don't need to have mm-hmm. game or anything. You just have right. to straight up. Want to do it? A man can't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Well, and I get that. That's that concept that a woman has sex for who she wants. A man has sex for who he can have sex with. Nine times out of ten, right. you know, we're able to have sex with who we want. You know, because that, we choose. That's why all in all, the woman that's chooses why when you have you sex with a lot of people, it makes you a hoe. When a guy has sex with a lot of people, it makes him a player. That's the reason. You don't have to try. A man has to try. So when a man has sex with 10 women, that's an accomplishment. When a woman has sex with 10 men, that's just because you're a hoe. That's it. I mean, that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. I know you can't say that in today's culture because women are supposed to be perfect and like God and only men are bad, but that's just a fact. You just got to keep it real, mm-hmm. man. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's wrong with the culture, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think. I think that's what's wrong with the culture. And it goes back to our previous conversation about men not taking the rightful place. You know, it's actually supposed to be flip-flop what he said. You know what I'm saying? Whether you want to speak uh, scripturally speaking or societal or whatever, the man is the head. Uh-huh. So ideally, you know, the man is supposed to have his choice. You know what I mean? I, grant, I, I, I told you I feel like there are equal roles in a relationship, meaning that no one is greater than the other. Your, your vagina is more important than my penis and so on and so forth. So there's equal, equal roles. But as far uh-huh. as men, nah, men can sleep with who they want to sleep with as well. I think that's, you know, once you qualify uh-huh. yourself as a man, you got to take it a little. And that's that's uh-huh. what manhood is about. That's why, going back to homosexuality, I don't want to get too deep into that, but that's why it's kind of egregious to think of two men being together because manhood is predicated upon masculinity. So with sex, uh-huh. one person is submissive and one person is a dominant. So two men are having sex, and it's not going right. to be, uh, you know what I'm saying? One yeah, of those guys have conformed the role. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. Right. One man is operating in a feminine capacity regardless. So it's kind of like a misnomer for a woman to see two gay men as having sex because if two people are having sex, someone automatically has to assume the um, submissive role. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's show that. So hey, uh, are you familiar with the stock market? I am. Okay, so 
if I could use the analogy, you, let's, you, just say, let's just oh. use pussy as a stock, okay? If you go back 50 years ago, pussy, the value of pussy was way higher than it is now. Why is that? Because back in the day, women used to make you wait. You had to get to know a girl. Sometimes it's six months. Sometimes it's longer. Some women made you wait until you married them. So there was a value for it. But if you know anything about how the stock market works, when there's more supply than there is a demand, the value of a product goes down. And that's what we have today. Where women are just giving it away. So the, the pussy stock has dropped like crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, no no. I don't know David. You lost me there. I can't. I oh, no, can't do that. Every man on the line knows exactly what I'm talking this about. The, the women might disagree. Wait a minute. It, it all depends on who. It all depends on who pussy you're talking about now. Right. Yeah, I'm talking about the majority of women these days. Most women these days, if you, it doesn't take you more than a month to get it. Pussy has taken down governments. Pussy has taken down companies. I mean, it's it's very powerful. It's a power. It's a power. Very powerful thing to be a woman. It's not. Period. It's not as powerful as it used to be. I mean, I'm sure Anthony and Julius Caesar thought yeah. the same thing, but Cleopatra took you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I mean, I'm talking, talking about in America. Like You're talking people. about ancient history. I'm talking in about America, in, America, in America. If you go it, to the it, 1950s and now, you can't tell mm-hmm. me that pussy's got the same value like it did in 1955. It ain't got I the same value. I think it does. I think it does. Oh, it, it depends on like who. Too, so. it well, I mean, because you're a woman, of course is. you're going to say that. I'm talking about men. Men are the ones that value pussy. Women don't value it. So we know how to evaluate the stock. And every man on this line knows I'm telling the truth. That's just, so he's saying we I know women don't want to hear it, but it's the facts. You I guys are giving I, it away, like it's going out of, like it's a clearance sale. I, I, all I, I, of them now. You're speaking too general. You're speaking a lot uh, too general because all women don't just give it away. Oh, of course. Exactly. Of course I'm speaking general. I'm not, I'm not saying all women, but I'm talking about the majority of women. Can My I point is, if, if you go back 50 years ago, 50 years ago, the majority of women would make most men wait. In fact, a lot of women back in the day used to make you wait till you got married before they'd even think about mm-hmm. it. These days, mm-hmm. that'll ne- you will never find a woman today that'll make a man wait until marriage to have sex. That's like one in a million. I mean, come on mm-hmm. now. I mean, what are you, you have to leave that, I that, that as a fact. Mm-hmm. I think, Garth, I think what do you think about that, Garth? Yeah. Wait, so, Garth wants so, to jump in real quick. Yeah. David, so, we're going to put you back into the queue so other people can hop in. Okay. But we appreciate you for getting this started. Yes, you done got, you you got us going now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, David. What's, what's your thoughts right. on that, Garth? All right. So, David made a point earlier in the beginning of his um, his expression, right? Which is mm-hmm. valid in terms of, because that's his professional stuff. And he was saying um, in terms of, the fact that, well, you know, with, with the guys and the guys versus girls and girls, we, we all spoke about the same thing at the beginning of this conversation, which was how society has made stuff a certain way. So when everything started, the girls with the girls was a thing for men from ever since. So I'm not going to script. I'm not going to check a script or go backward in history and all that stuff. But that's just how it has, it has been. Now, what he's saying with the analogy for Wall Street um, I mean, in terms of in terms of it being a general statement, it is a general statement because I think some men do have the perception that women are, are like that whole idea about chivalry and all that stuff. Like people say chivalry is dead, I say that it's buried actually. They should be burying it because it's no longer something that people utilize each day. It's no longer in relationships anymore. It's more of a power struggle between who's 
more dominant and who in some relationships, not in all, in some. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. the idea is to educate people on how do you look at relationships from a standpoint, as Sean was saying, as how do you make yourself a man? How do you merit yourself as a man? And then if you merit mm-hmm. yourself as a man, then there's certain things that come with that. There's certain responsibilities that come with that. There's certain ways that, that different relationships function based on that. So David has his own perception based on maybe his experience, maybe things he's been through, maybe what he went through last week. I don't know, you know, um, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. valid mm-hmm. from his point of view. So, you know, it is a general statement, but I think that that's, what, that's what's happening right now. A lot of people think like that. Well, a lot of men are thinking like that, and it's based on each one's experience. You know, like I don't, I don't look at this on a stock, a stock market type of analogy. I don't. Uh-huh. You know, but uh-huh. do I see it where some things like you, some things are made more difficult, like opening the door for someone? That's now a difficult task because if you do, she could tell you, "Hey, listen, I can open my own door." Does that stop you? No, it doesn't stop you, but it makes it more difficult. If you understand what I'm saying, so uh-huh. it's it's a perception, <laughs> and it, it's it's a perception. You know, it's a perception, and then it's based on your own experience and based on the type of people you associate yourself with. If you meet a girl and 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 she doesn't fit what you're looking for, then find one that does, you know. So don't generalize it, but find one that does. Mm-hmm. But, I think, but I, I think, think the stock market analogy is kind of valid, though. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's, 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 his idea of the think, stock market, yeah, I mean, he, it, if, like I said, it's not, a, it's not an invalid point. It is a valid point, and that's based on the perception he has of it. And it's also connected to a lot of different things in terms of how people view themselves, not just women or men. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I think if I can piggyback on a stock market comment, right? And I mm-hmm. think this is what what one of the big problems in relationships are. That see, now he's talking. If you if ten men call in, eight of them agree with what he's saying. But see, a lot of women don't want to realize that they still think that it's the same value that it used to be. Now, first, personally, I think that woman is a queen. You know what I'm saying? I think that woman is a queen, and a woman is a queen because I'm a king. So a woman should, you know, she's a queen. However, let's just be realistic. When I say she's a queen, I'm not talking because she got a vagina. So he mm-hmm. is. I mean, truth be told, 25 to 1 I hear in most cities for men. So if mm-hmm. it's 25, same thing. Like, that's why I say the stock market analysis is valid. You have a surplus mm-hmm. of vagina, and you have a paucity of men. You dig what I'm saying? So under those conditions alone, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a yeah, whole less value to it. Not to mention, mm-hmm. for every one woman who's going to make you wait, you got 10 who want to give it to you. Especially if you're mm-hmm. a man, of, you know, a man of stature. So yeah, the value is low. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But also, let me close with this: that man will know the difference between quality and quantity over time. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But right there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, Absolutely. The value is definitely going down. Mm-hmm. But and this, this is something I want to weigh in. That I, I I may go against the grain with this, but I happen to agree with David, and I love. It was very interesting that he took the stock market analogy. Because you could just look at our youth today, look at our young people today, and look how many um, young girls have many baby daddies. So the quality has gone down, but the quantity has gone up because you're able to go out there and just do what you want to do with whoever. So I do, I may be against the grain as far as being a woman, but I do kind of see where David is coming from, and 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 he, I feel he does have a valid point. And uh, Miss Brown, how do you feel about it? That's why I rock the tone. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? That's 
that's why he rock with Tony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I would say I'm gonna have to agree to disagree because you know he he's saying that you we don't value. Uh, or our value is not the same, but it just depends on who who value you're talking about. You can't really speak so in general, because I know for me myself, my value on three billion, and you know, like a Beyonce, she's not just giving it up to everybody. You know, it's it. I don't really agree a hundred percent with that. Uh-huh. And and I, I think it was just thinking generally. Miss Brown, because okay, even if you think about the stock market thing, okay, and yes, there may be more single mothers, but you got to think about it. a lot of women are not wanting to marry a lot of these men that are coming along through the generations. Men are not as strong as they used to be. Therefore, you have the rise of the alpha woman and some of these men not being able to handle a strong woman because she really. She really highlights his weakness. Instead of him um, working to build himself up, uh, I think it used to be a form where you needed a woman that was kind of up under you and made you feel like a man instead of you. uh, And there was no requirement for you to step up and do anything extra. She took and and was okay with whatever you did. You know, but when the, the, I think everything kind of switched over, you have more women that are, taking care of the homes, they're taking care of the kids, they are the providers, they are the protectors. I think that has switched it up where women are a lot stronger. They're like, I can do whatever I want to do. The thing is, your pussy doesn't isn't um, doesn't determine your value because you can get it from everybody, but like Tony said earlier, there's a lot more that comes with good pussy than just some pussy. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot mm-hmm. more. It's a, it's a package. It's so, you get so much from it. It, and it's a value that can't even be have a dollar amount put on it because I mean you can just be having sex, but then if you it's got to be the right one. She has more than just that. Her aura, her energy is more than just her laying on her back. Now, mm-hmm. when you put that into the equation, this is very powerful. If she know if she know what she has and she knows who she who she is. And she know who she is. Like you don't have to give it to everybody because everybody don't need to have it because it's too many community, too much community dick rolling around. You know what I'm saying? And it, mm-hmm. if it's exclusive, you, it's not gonna work. You 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 community you giving it to everybody. Huh? But I think, but I think, Leash, what you what you, I hear what you're saying. This is Tony, everyone. But I hear what Leash is saying. But I think you have to look at the definitions of what she is calling men and women, because not all men and women may be in that same category. And I'm thinking generationally, and I'm looking at our young people, and some of them have not risen or risen to their manhood or womanhood. And that's and that is wherein lies the, 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 the quantity as opposed to the quality. That's just my opinion. Sean? I know Sean got something that's to say. That's why I'm right with Miss Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still you know, Miss Tony. Yo, that's why I rock with you. I was about to say, I was about to tell Alicia, look, put some respect on Penis' name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just acting like Penis ain't worth nothing. 
Like Penny, she's not here wrecking home. She she just devalued us on the stock market, though. You dig know what I'm saying? The market crash. And look, market I, hope, crash I preface the whole statement that we have equal value. You know what I'm talking about? Look, if if I got five ones and I got a five dollar bill, they still both five dollars. That's what I'm saying. Right. So the vagina might right. be a five dollar bill, and a penis might be five ones, but they both equal five dollars. You know what I'm talking about? Oh no. I think seven. I think penis needs to step his game up a little bit. I think it can't roll how it Look used here. to roll. I'm because, roll. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You uh, men cannot move how they how they used to move. They're so used to seeing. Okay, we can do this and we can do that. But now things are changing up, and you can't move the same way. So it it becomes different because now there's a lot of women are more empowered. You see what I'm saying? By them being more yeah, empowered. Yeah, even. Every mm-hmm. man can't handle that. I don't like the term handle. Let me, I, let me yeah. take the floor. They one can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. They're both they're about the same. They can't change that word up. Deal yeah, I don't, I don't like to use that word handle because if you're looking for a partner, a help me, a teammate in this thing called life, I shouldn't have to handle you. You dig what I'm saying? We should work together. Right. The last thing right. I want to do is have to handle something in my house. After having to deal with the world, build a business, encounter racism, encounter all those things, handling all those things out in society, the last thing I want to do is have to handle something inside my own household. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that right away. I'm going to piggyback on that right away since he's already in there. Listen, this idea of handling stuff, I think it it, it becomes uh, 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 like the, the word is too loosely used and it causes more friction than anything else. If, if I'm looking, and I've been doing this for years in terms of building different things and doing the right thing and acting and modeling, if I'm looking for a partner, I don't need somebody to handle. I have enough stuff to deal with on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. You handle stuff that's fragile. You handle stuff that's hard. And most people don't go to that. It happens by accident, right? So I, mm-hmm. I don't need somebody to handle. I need somebody to work with me. I need somebody that could partner up with me, somebody that could help to support me if I need it, and I'll help support mm-hmm. them. So I think the empowerment part of it the empowerment part of it, it it's not like it's being used and it's used very loosely as a word. And it, it's now being just somebody's identified as, oh, well, I'm empowered. But what does that mean to you? You know, it's like, uh-huh. does that mean that you can't, you know, do things on an equal level? Does that mean that you can't support somebody if it is that they're down? Because that's what you're supposed to do, each other, male uh-huh. and female. Uh-huh. So when you start to use the word empowerment, some people take the empowerment word and they use it to their own or for in their own meaning. They use their own meaning behind empowerment as a way of um, power in terms of now I'm in control, which is not the idea of empowerment. Empowerment means that, okay, maybe you know yourself a bit more. Maybe you have a little more quality than you thought you did. Maybe now you created more value for yourself. You've become more. It doesn't mean that you're more powerful than the other person that you are. Then that's not an equal relationship. That's not a relationship at all. So I, I like what he said about that using that word handle because you're right. That's what you deal with. You deal with people you have to handle. So I'm coming from outside where I have to deal with people on the train. I have to deal with people when I fly to different places mm-hmm. to talk to different people. I have to deal with the fact that, you know, I'm trying to build this, have this entrepreneurial spirit and do all these things on the outside. And then when I come inside, which is home, I have to handle my relationship. Then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want one. You know, and it just made me want one. Uh-huh. Well, let me rephrase right. it because we did learn this two, two, two segments ago about verbiage. When I say handle, you have a lot of women 
when I say empowered, if you look back, most of the time back in the day, men were everything to a woman, right? He was provider. He was this. He was that. He was this. He was everything. She just sat down and was like to be cute. You know what I'm saying? She was there to, to take care of the home and to do this and to do that. But now when you have women that are able to run businesses, they're able to, to run their own companies, they're able to build, I think that there are more fragile men that cannot deal with a woman that is really in a position to build because she forces him to step his game up. Every man... I don't feel, and it's my opinion, every man is not able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because for whatever reason, whether they're broken, because most of the time people are comfortable in their brokenness. Most of the time people are are attracted through their brokenness. You know, but at the same time, there are more men that, when I say can't handle, you know, they have a hard time dealing with the independence of a woman. It, it makes them feel away, and it's not that she's doing something that he's not doing or that he can't do. You know, maybe he doesn't know how, or he doesn't feel like he has the self-esteem to be able to do those things. But most of the time, when you have a woman like that, she needs him to be able to step up instead of and you know, not to place a lid on her. You know, place a lid on her to push her down to make him feel special. There are a lot of men out there like that. Can I can I address that? Like yeah. you say, respond uh-huh. to that. Um, like you said, the verbiage is very important. Just because you have a penis don't make you a man. Just because you have a vagina don't make you a woman. Again, we speak about partnerships. Now, if you're just dropping like it's hot, hooking up, that's different. But your partner should be able to edify you. If if that if that woman seeing that man and he's not quite ready, but she still chose her to be her man. Excuse me, chose him to be her man. Then she needs, you know. A woman is so much to being a woman, and one of those things is being tactful. You know what I'm saying? Knowing how to bring the best out of that man. That's what her superpower is. Her superpower is not just between her legs. It's between her ears as well. A woman knows how to bring out the best in her man and vice versa. Now, if that dog just won't hunt, then, you know, she got to think about her choices. But by and large, you team up with someone to become better, not beat them down and so on and so forth. But a woman's superpower is being able to motivate a man. You spoke about earlier about how those wars were started behind women. Those weren't just average women. Those women told those men they can be great. You dig what I'm saying? And the reason why they wanted them for themselves because they knew without her, they were only the shell of the man that they, could, that they were. That's what those wars were mm-hmm. about. It wasn't because of Regina. She made them feel powerful. You dig what I'm saying? That's a woman's superpower. So uh-huh. if she's this powerful woman, she's not supposed to condescend on her man but help him, help pull him up. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Miss Brown, Brown. 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 Oh, go ahead, Miss Brown. Miss Brown, quiet. I don't know. We're going to have to call Mr. Brown up and say Miss Brown is Shut quiet. Shut down. <laughs> hey, before we find Miss Brown, so I, I come from a, a background where my parents are, are together. They're still together. And in this relationship, the dynamic was a little bit different in terms of my mom was making, she was more of a professional in the household. But it never, it, I never felt that my dad was less of a man, though, yeah, if you understand what I mean. So, like, I think they figured out how to work on that partnership, and 
it's based on where you come from, what you're going to be looking for most times. You either look for the thing that's similar to what you came from, or you look for something that's totally opposite, right? Uh-huh. And to figure uh-huh. out a partnership between two people, we're not looking for people to fight with daily. We're looking for somebody to build an empire with. You either qualify to build an empire with or not. Like, I mean, you know, and this is why I say it has to be the understanding between two people, right? It has to be the understanding between two people. And like, like Sean was saying, they have to be tactical, the way that they do stuff. And they, and, and they have to make you feel great. You have to make them feel great. But it has to be an understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mm-hmm. some, some of the statements that we would make uh, might, be, might sound general. And some of them, you know, maybe sometimes one-sided based on the experience that we've had. But I, I just, I don't know. It, it's hard to understand. I mean, I absolutely, the, I really absolutely agree with that. I'm sorry. I don't mean uh, interrupt you. But I absolutely agree with that. I mean, a man has his role in a relationship and a woman has her role in a relationship and they're supposed to complement each other. Um, right. A man should, if, if the woman is making more money in a relationship than a man, it shouldn't, he should, he, that man shouldn't feel, shouldn't feel inferior to his woman. A man is always supposed to feel superior in his household, regardless of what role he's actually playing in that household. He is supposed mm-hmm. to be the superior one in the household. And women, we are supposed to be nurturers and healers. We are not supposed to be adding stress on our our man's life when they come in. They're not supposed to have to deal with us. Like, deal with us? No, they don't. You know, we it's supposed to be a team. We're supposed to be working together. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And now, I, I just want to add, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> now, I was going to agree with that. I was going to say, and if a woman feels like she can't respect her man and she don't need to choose him. You dig what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly choose it. a man that she can't respect. That's right. Don't make it more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and it changes the whole dynamics. And I just want to piggyback on, this is Tony, I want to piggyback on, on all of that. And I think Lisa started it off with the uh, the woman being an executive running her own business coming home, you still have to take those stilettos off. And uh, when you come home, we, like my, my husband and I both, we work. But when he comes home, I want him to come home to a home of peace, you know, even though he may get home before me. But when I come in, he knows that there's peace in his house, you know, and, and that's regardless of whatever status he has outside the house. He is the king in this house. He is the man of this house, like Miss Brown was saying, and there should be no doubt about it. And that's the example I think that is lacking in a lot of communities, and that's why we're in the state of this stock market analogy that that David started off this whole dynamic. But you have to have some peace, and you have to have roles, and you have to have boundaries. And a lot, a lot of boundaries are not set prior to getting into a deep relationship. That's just my take. That's exactly what it is. It's not set. It's not set. Nobody knows what their roles are, so they kind of like trying to right. figure it out as they go. There's no expectation at right. the beginning. So when you have no expectation mm-hmm. at the beginning and you don't understand what the other person needs or wants, you're trying to figure this out halfway into a relationship, and then some people decide, okay, well, this is kind of comfortable. I'm going to stay here and try to figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. but for some people that just doesn't make sense. It's like you either know what you want or you don't. And like you said, if it is that you know this is not a person that you respect or you know that you think you can bring the best out of, then you know then that's not the person that you choose. 
but relationships are work. It's not just a fairy tale. You know, each, each I've been married for 27 years, and it's work each and every day. And if you don't want to put in the work, then you're going to get exactly what you get out of it, which is nothing. But so if it agree has with that. value to you, work. if it's right, valuable to you, that. then but you're going to – what I'm saying is not that it's not work. I'm saying that it's that – No, I wasn't disagreeing understand. with you. I'm just saying – in general, you know, if it's something that you value, you work at maintaining it, and you work at keeping it fresh and keeping it, you know, on point. But it's a daily oh. job, and it's, it's some people don't want to put in the work, and that's what they get out of a relationship is what you put into it is all I'm saying. But is it that they don't want to put in the work or they don't know how to put in the work? Most of the time, two broken people come together. It's, it's not often where the other person is whole in themselves you know, secure in themselves. They're looking for that other person to be and do, and and that preset expectation is always there. When you come into a relationship with a preset expectation, it's not – it's always going to be everybody bumping around in the dark trying to figure it out. But is it possible to be broken in a relationship and both heal and stay together or is it inevitable that when they heal, they may separate? You have to. I think that's where communication comes in, and you have to know yourself. You have to know what you want. You have to know what it is that you want, and you got to know self first. You got to love self first, and in order for you to love someone else, how are you gonna love them if you don't know how to love yourself? How are you gonna pour into a relationship if you can't pour into yourself? So I think it's all about self-reflection and it's about self-love and it's about self-respect as well because you can't give what you don't know. So you got to learn. You can Google anything else. You can Google that. you you got to look for something that you want to emulate. That's a very good point. And a lot of people do to um, project. And see, that's the thing. That's another problem with a lot of relationships. A lot of people tend to project those insecurities instead of trying to fix them. So mm-hmm. if you have a person that's whole and they get with a person that's broken, then that broken person will leach off the energy of that whole person and make that whole person become broken and they become whole and then the relationship is over. You know what I mean? Miss mm-hmm. Brown, what you think? In a lot of cases. I, I, I agree with you when you said communication. Communication is the key. Two broken people mm-hmm. can heal each other. One broken person can't heal the other. I mean, I, I'll just use my relationship, for, for example. I won't say I was completely broken, but I was broken against men. Like, I'm, I just felt like like I don't need a man. A man can't do nothing for me. All they do is cheat and lie. Where my husband came in and he healed me. But then he was broken as well in a different aspect because he felt like, you know, society was against him. He didn't believe in marriage. He ain't never have nobody in his life to love him like he felt he deserved to be loved. And then I came in, and it, it was history because he, I mean, he still can't believe that I love him as hard as I do. He don't believe that, and he'll say he do, but I just know he don't believe. You, you know, it's like a fairy tale to him. Like nobody, it, this life can't be this good. She can't be this faithful. She can't be this. You know, she it, it's just impossible, but it's not. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And guys, what you think? Yeah, the right. No, I think I think the also I think communication is key. I think 
people people need to understand that it's not a matter of you know coming to complete somebody really it's to compliment them i mean it's, there's a lot of things that that need to be addressed and fixed i definitely like the communication part i think you definitely have to be able to communicate with people and you have to do a lot of self-reflection because in order for you to get better mm-hmm. you need to come along and make you better to the point that you can you know yourself you know what you need to work on you know, know the things that you can um, adjust and, and make changes to so I, I think a lot of it is just a lot of self-reflection um, in, the, in the relationship itself a lot of communication between the two people and I, I don't mean coming with, with, with unrealistic expectations but I do I do think they should have a clear understanding of what they're looking for Mhm. Mhm. Sean, what you think? I tend to agree. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Communication is key. I think a lot of times we get into relationships for the, all the wrong reasons, and then when the relationship doesn't work out, you know, we we don't we hop into another relationship before figuring out what went wrong, and we bring those same problems into a new relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you have mm-hmm. a cycle going on. And before you realize that you caused the cycle, you're broken, and you done broke about three or four people. And so those broken people go on to somebody else. I hate to sound uh-huh. pessimistic, but that's kind of reality, man. That's why a lot of, I mean, the, the divorce rate is 77% for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I think it boils okay. down to accountability. We have to take accountability for our own actions and our own happiness. Because if I'm not happy, uh-huh. we can't be happy. Absolutely. I know that's you know, right, and it's true. And um, I, I love watching Red Table Talk, and Will Smith talked about um, his first marriage, and he said that, you know, it was he came to a point where he realized basically that he was not happy, and this is not who he was supposed to be with, you know. And then you have, you know, he, he talked about his loyalty. Like, I have loyalty to her. This is my thing about loyalty. Loyalty will keep you in a dead situation. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't have loyalty without discernment. You can't be loyal to everybody you, if you're not loyal to yourself first. And it's, I think society makes it seem like selfishness is a bad thing, and it's not. At some point in time, you've got to be a little selfish. You have to be able to pour into yourself and, and not give everything to somebody else, especially if they're not pouring into you. And I think a lot of times people get into these relationships, everybody, first of all, everybody want to get married and have a baby. They had two full conversations about nothing. They don't, you know, it, it's just that because it's an expectation, what I'm supposed to do, what we're supposed to do, what's, what's expected of us. But it's like you, you're stepping into something that you have no understanding of what it really, really is. This mm-hmm. is true. This is that's so true. You hear so many women talking about they want their husband. Okay, what are you bringing to the table for a husband? Okay, after the wedding, then what? Because the marriage isn't the the marriage is not the um the marriage is just it's not the destination. It's part of the journey. You know what I'm saying? But so many women think that once they get the cover the ring, that's it. But actually, that's when the real living starts. You know. So you're right. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ms. Brown? I think it's all a work in progress. You, you, when, just because you married doesn't make it, that relationship is just not peaches and cream. You have, statistically, it's shown most marriages fail within the 
first year because people feel like, oh, we marry now and just drop everything that they did to get to the marriage point. And you can't do that. Honestly, I guess I've seen it in a Tyler Perry play. Um, and I guess that's the best way you can describe it. It's like when you marry, that means you just got to work harder. It's, it's harder to be in a relationship when you marry because you have so much to lose versus when you just dating somebody and, you know, it's like, okay, well, if I piss him off, oh, well. When in life, you not, you're really not supposed to take relationships like that. You're supposed to take them just as serious as if you married. But a lot of people don't mm-hmm. do that. They get married and they be like, "Oh, I'm straight. I'm, I got the I got the ring, the paper, and just mm-hmm. going on about their life." When it it is that make you you need to work extra extra hard to keep that paper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think I saw this. I think it was on Instagram where this uh, somebody was talking about how she explained marriage and dating to her, her teenage daughter. And she explained that anybody can date and fall in love and, and be together. You know, it doesn't really take marriage to do that. But marriage, one, is a choice. You choose to be married, but you're choosing to build. That means you're building, you're growing, you, you have stuff. You know, it's, it's, to me it's like you're building a business. And I think a lot of times that people, they just don't understand you know, you have a lot of men that want to get married just to lock somebody in. Like, ooh, let me lock her in without understanding what that role you're getting ready to take on really is. You know, or females, well, let me just go ahead on the marry and have his baby because you want to lock him in. That First of all, that's not going to lock him in. That ain't locking him nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it puts pressure on people because when they really, really understand the position they're in, it's like, oh, no. Wait a minute, I didn't mean to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because they had no understanding of what it was. And I think it, if you think about, like, your aunts and your uncles, whoever's been married a long time around you, they don't talk about the bad stuff. They make everything, oh, yes, marriage is wonderful. Oh, you, they don't tell you about the other stuff in between. Or you see the 60 years of marriage or the 30 years of marriage, but you don't see the in-between. You don't see the four times they may have broken up or, or the fights and arguments they have had. People don't see all of that. They just see the end result, and they're like, that's what I want. But they don't know yeah. what it takes to get there. Exactly. And that's one of the the, the issues. I don't want to say issues. or is, 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 that, Yeah, it's one of the issues <laughs> that I have in my relationship because everybody, you know, you know how women is. They want to size you up like, oh, if she could be a wife, I could be a wife. Baby, you don't understand what I done did. Can't nobody's love to me outrank my love, period. Like, everybody not going to do what you did to to sacrifice for your relationship. Ain't nobody going to break in no federal prison to be with nobody. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, women ain't knocking, ain't walking down no 10 years without cheating, without being out here, having a curfew. Like, you're not doing that. So you're not going to get that that same title. I mean, you can get the title, but it's just not going to mean the same. Like, you can't just come out the club and be like, oh, I'm dating him for six months. We get, we dig and the sex is good. We, we vibe and now I'm a wife. No. 
It, it, no, it's not that easy. And this is the thing. Everybody is different with everybody. And I think that let's talk about, like, when people are in relationships and they talk about side chicks and they talk about the side dudes. This is the thing. You fall in love with that person they are with whomever they are with. So that person, like Sean was saying earlier, they make you feel a certain way. And so you become a certain person when you're with that person. So each time you're with somebody different, you're going to be different. You know what I'm saying? He might, You might get with him, and he was like dad 4.0 and husband 4.0, and he was everything, and he was, then he get with you, and it's like, no, you got kids by him, you don't see those kids. He don't do what he's supposed to do, or you get with her, and, and you know, she's not cooking, she's not cleaning, but when you met her, she was with this dude, and these are the things that she was doing. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, but people, every person. Go ahead. Go ahead. Every person brings out a different person in you, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't have paid me to be like, I was going to go and visit my daughter's father when he was in jail. You couldn't have paid me. To, I'd have been like, girl, you lost your mind. If he if he do go to jail, deuces, he, he better hope I should put some money on his book. Because that's the type of relationship <laughs> we had. That's the way he treats. <laughs> that's not funny, but I'm, just, I'm being real. <laughs> that's the way... He treated me, so that's the that's the response that he got in return. <laughs> like I'm sure I'm not I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. But wait, like, it's true though. It's true. It's like but it's true. true. At least you're being honest. I'm gonna be. I'm brutally honest. I mean, that's just because that that is. And then my husband, like he'll have friends that be like, I want me a, a Kia, and you. I, Sometimes I don't be realizing what I be saying, and they just tell me, like, again, you can't say everything that come out your mouth. But one of his friends said that. I'm like, shit, you got to be a peanut to get a kid. And, you know, I didn't realize at the time that was kind of an insult to him, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, a, that's a really good point, though. You know, and a lot of times, man, that's, that's... Go ahead. That was a good point. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh. No, I was saying that's a very good point, man, because that's why, like the little side chick relationships, like you said, every person, just because she did that for him don't mean she's going to do it for you and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? You have to, a lot of women or men, they say they want a certain kind of partner, but you got to be a certain kind of person to get that type of partner. You know, you can't have a man put you on a pedestal if you're talking junk to him every chance you get. You know what I'm saying? You can't have a woman. If you, you can't have a woman that's going to treat you like a king if you're acting like a joker. So we got to be real with ourselves. Just because she did it to him or her, don't mean they're going to do it for you. Right. Yeah, just like in relationships, you will have somebody, a man to be talking to two girls at the same time. He was in this one, one girl since he got out of high school. And then he meets this girl in college. But he married a girl in college and keeps the high school girl on the side because it's something that she did that make him, you know, that he knew that she was worthy of wife material. She was worthy. She made him step his game up. And, you know, you you, you might not, that high school relationship, she didn't been with him so long, she didn't got complacent. Like, I ain't rubbing his feet. I ain't running no bad for I'm not doing that. You know, I mean, and, and we are guilty of it, but you, you have to realize and know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is that is the adult side, the adults, the grown side of people is the responsible side. And a lot of times 
marriages fail, a lot of times, sometimes it's, it's, it's that you guys are not on the same on the same path or, or mentally where everybody is it's just not working and that happens and it's okay. It's not saying that there's something wrong with that. It's saying that that's part of the process. But most of the time when you see a person's responsible side, sometimes you realize they ain't got a responsible side. When it comes down to paying bills and taking care of kids, people, you know, they be like, oh, it's not fun anymore. This is the responsible. This is responsibility zone. You know, we got to be responsible first and then have fun. We got to handle business first and then have fun. A lot of people think, oh, I'm gonna lock her in and she gonna be like this forever. Or I'm about to lock him in and we gonna be like this forever. No, you're locked into a whole nother side, a whole nother situation of 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 building and growing, and everybody is not up for that. Let's, let's hear from God. That's what the dating process is about. Oh, go ahead, Sean. That's what the dating process is about, for you to discover those things. Granted, you'll never know anyone totally, and that's why life is about living. But that's what the dating process is about, for you to know those things. You know what I'm saying? You have to get to know that, that person. Not just what they're saying, but what they do. You got to watch what they do, not what they say. That's how you get fooled. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you got a little quiet. Let's hear from you. Now, I was definitely listening, man. I mean, listen, it's it's an interesting topic too. It's um, I don't know if this is a Caribbean thing, but there's a saying that "see me and come live with me" are two different things. Um, you know, some people see people from the outside and they kind of get intrigued by it. But you know, like you said, being able to take your responsibility when you all are together, being able to support each other when you're together, all that stuff that takes a lot of effort. Um. But I think we meet people on different levels of their own lives. So, like, when we meet somebody, we meet them at a level that they are at now, that they may not have been before. Uh, we meet them with a lot of different, uh, I don't want to use the word baggage too loosely, but a lot of baggage that they've had from before that they now project onto the relationship they're in. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of things that people come with. God, the clear is so... I, yeah, uh, I'm you good? You good, Sean? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. Um, now, nah, that's an important point. You know, sometimes relationships fail because we grow apart. You know, you have to do the same thing that you got that person. If we if we get together at 25, I can't. I'm not going to have the same needs at 25 that I have at 35. You know, yeah, if I do, I, have, I waste 10 years of living. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. can't grow with me in your own manner, you know what I'm saying? then, yeah, we're going to grow apart. You have to remember, I, like I always say, one comes before two, even in a dictionary. So if I can't be straight, we can't be straight. You know, I remember Will Smith did say something. He said that he felt like initially marriage was two people coming together as one. And that's not correct. He said that he found out that marriage is two people on separate journeys who chose to go through it together. I kind of like that yeah. one better. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is When you get into a relationship And I think that You do stop doing so many things Like if you notice you stop You used to go play cards Now you don't play cards You, you know you used to have to make sure You was set up a certain way Now every time he come home You got a bonnet on your head You know what I'm saying You you know she used to you Be in a certain way Now every time you come home You know she come home You just doing this I think that people fail to make room for growth in relationships And that's why 
the divorce rate is so high. Not because, not so much of people not really knowing how to be married or not really wanting to fight or this or that. I think it comes down to they don't make room for growth. And sometimes it just it just falls apart from there because it's, every relationship has a reset period because that's the growth period. If there's growth there, and if there's no growth, that means that you one is growing, the other one is not. They're never going to be like equally yoked. You know what I'm saying? People would think about equally yoked, be like, oh, we both got to have this. No, you just have to be able to grow. And if one person is growing and the other person is not, that's not going to work. Because, one, the relationship is not going anywhere because nobody's growing. But one person over here on the left side, you got the other person that want to stay over here and party and do this, but they're not wanting to grow. Or she want to hang out and get her hair done, but she not trying to grow. He's trying to do this, and she trying to do that. That's not working. Hmm. It's going to cause resentment, too. I, it's going to cause resentment one partner. From the one that's growing, True. the mm-hmm. one that isn't growing is going to begin to resent. The one that is growing because familiarity breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. So that person who is growing is going to resent that mm-hmm. person. You know what I mean? So that's another, you know, subtly what is going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, see. This, this is mm-hmm. t- this is Tony. Um, I just want to say it doesn't. It sounds like a lot of people need to be in a certain place in their lives in order to even start a relationship because all of this back and forth, all of this, I'm not, I'm not ready or I'm not grown or I'm not I'm still growing. You have to be you have to be at a place in your life in order to start a relationship. Now you have to have like take from us I can only speak personally. When I met my husband I was I was already I already knew who I was. I want I knew kind of what I wanted in life. I took care of myself like Lisha was saying, I get my hair done once a week, I get my nails done once a week and I still do those things because I was doing them for me, not necessarily for him. But those are the type of things that attracted him to me, okay? And you still have to maintain those things about you, but you also have to let go of those, what is in the Bible, you know, you let go of childish things. You have to start to want to grow together. You have to start to want to to shed those those childish things. And you have to know, I think it all depends on, you have to know who you are and what you want in life, and you have to be at a point where you're, mature enough to accept it because you also learn from those failures and you grow from those failures in order to make better choices and better decisions. But I think it's a lot of times people just immature in grown folks' relationships. I, I just can't get with that. Miss Tony, that's why I rock with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I thought I rock with both of y'all, for real, but I thought um, I, I now, let me come try to realization get some years ago. <laughs> No, nah, you thought, you thought, I think that I even tell my son, this my oldest son, I don't think a person, a man growing up in America, he shouldn't even begin to think about marriage until he's at least 33, 35 years old. Because you don't right. know who you are until you're in your 30s. So really late 30s, mm-hmm. honestly, but yeah, you really don't even know who you are until you're in your mm-hmm. 30s. So for you to mob mm-hmm. down with somebody in your 20s, you're doing both of you, you and that wife. A disservice. Granted, mm-hmm. women mature faster than men, so around one for women, they shouldn't probably, you know, it's like thirty years old, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't know who we are mm-hmm. until then, you know. And again, you're gonna define yourself by that person that you're with. You're gonna miss your mark every time. 
and marriage mm-hmm. and relationships can turn into bondage real quick. If 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 the person is not, you know, if you step into it the wrong way with the wrong thought process and and you haven't grown, it can feel like bondage. You can he can feel like, you know, he's a Tupperware bow. You know, he got a lid on him. He he can't grow. He don't feel like he can grow. He feels like he's swamped with bills and responsibility. And then, you know, then he steps out. It's like, well, he needs air. And, you know, as women, I don't think a lot of times we look at that. We we, we try to take care of our men emotion. We try to take care of our men, but we think about emotionally less, if that makes sense. I think a lot of times... We don't look at sometimes he needs air. And what are you doing to help him have air? What are you doing to, to help her to grow? If you see that whatever box she's in, she's struggling to get out of. You know, what are you doing to, to help her to grow or to help him to grow? And I don't think that people do that because a lot of times they don't want you to grow because your growth means that they got to grow. And that's in any relationship. And a lot of times people get comfortable in their brokenness and then and not needing to do anything. They get comfortable in it. And they expect everybody else to, to stay and be comfortable in that as well and not grow. So I, I agree with that too. I agree with that to a point. I think um a lot of it is also and it's back onto the man side of it in terms of we have to be able to express ourselves in a way that we can be understood. Not just express ourselves loud or not, not get into arguments, but be able to communicate effectively enough that they understand where we are at. The problem is that that we've done this for a long time where we bottle stuff up, and then we find ourselves, like you say, stepping out. But stepping out is not the first choice, though. You know what I mean? Stepping out is, is, a, is, a, is an option, but it's not the first choice. So sometimes people take uh-huh. that route as an excuse. It's an excuse to go and to fill a void because, oh, this is not getting done. But you don't necessarily have to do that. Now, you should be able to express yourself. And I think in 2019, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more stuff when it comes to the men's mental health, like I said earlier, because I feel as though we've been so trained to just bottle stuff up that we bottle it until uh-huh. we explode. And what do we explode into? We explode into drinking, women, something, some type of vice. So it's like the communication aspect has to be something that's, that's leveled and something that we know about. We have to, to, to communicate effectively with, with whoever you're with and let them know where you're at. Because, okay, if, if I feel like I can't grow, I should be able to say that. I shouldn't, be able to, I shouldn't have to keep that to myself because I'm actually stopping myself from growing as a man. Mm-hmm. 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 Brown, what do you think about that? Miss Brown. I'm sorry, I missed that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I put <laughs> mute. I'm sorry. I was like, what you over there doing, Miss Brown? Because <laughs> I had people in the background and I didn't want to disturb it, so I pushed mute, and I'm sorry. I missed that. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Sean, what you think about are y'all, that? Are y'all familiar with the um, DJ host, DJ Envy from Breakfast Club? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I remember that he, he and his wife have a podcast. So mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all recall or not, but he there was a very high-profile cheating scam he was caught up in, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, long story short, his wife said that she decided to stay because she looked at him. And she was like, when they got together, they've been together since they were teenagers. And, you know, he hasn't, he wasn't DJ Envy then. He was Rashawn. And long story short, she said that, she had to realize that he had been 
tied down with her all those years. He never had a chance to really get out there like that. He he became who he was while he was with her. So she said that she recognized that he might have felt stifled. So she forgave him for that, and they decided to work in their marriage. Now, I don't condone the cheating per se, but that's love. For a woman to say that, that's that's love. You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of mm-hmm. love that we need to have to make a marriage work because she don't just love the marriage. She doesn't. She loves him, the man. And she recognized that he was infallible. That was deep to me. That always stuck out to me. What do y'all think? That's mm-hmm. exactly, that That was very deep. And that's exactly my motto. Is I be like, I love him. I love Peanut. I love him. Hi, and excuse me, but I be like, hi, dick and all. I love him. And and that's another mm-hmm. thing we as we as in, in society or women or men at a relationship, you have to love that person you with in order for the relationship to last. Because the person that you met and you fell in love with, the way they were in 1985 is not going to be who they are in 2019. And you have to be able to, when you love somebody, you love the changes that they make. If they're positive changes, and if they're negative changes, you're supposed to love them so much, like, hey, what's that right there, that, that's not going to work. That's not, you know, that's unacceptable. That's not going to work. Let's talk this out. And it has to be a mutual understanding. But you definitely have to love the person, not the statue, not, not the stature that they bring, not, in their case, she, she, she didn't love DJ Envy. She loved the man she married, that the man that she fell in love with back in high school. That's how she was able to be able to forgive him and make that relationship work. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a woman to do that. And she's going, uh, she's attracting her own right. You know what I mean? So she can easily get them dirty. And she got kids. But she, that's love. You know, that's inspiring to know that it's still that type of love out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes the love? man to bring, to bring that out of a woman. Everyone, I've had this, the same type of love I have today is the same type of love I've had all my life. But it took my husband to bring it out me. I love her. I will do just about anything short of death for my husband. And I've been like that with a lot of my friends, with my family, to an extent. But that's just because he was able to cultivate my soul and bring it out me, make me feel comfortable enough to let them guards down that I done built up over the years. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, though. Everybody, everybody you're with in a relationship. That's why, you know, you got people that say, "Oh, you know, divorce is wrong." It's just, no, it's not, because at some point in time, you got to pour into that person, and when you're no longer pouring into each other, there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? There's never going to be any growth if nobody, if you're not able to pour into that person and bring more of them out. Like, you know, you, you got so many people that say, oh, I made him this or I made her this. No, they were already that person. You know what I'm saying? It's like a piece, It's like a good piece of meat. A good piece of meat, a good steak, you don't have to do a lot to it. You just got to love on it a little bit. And when you eat it, it's going to it's just going to be in itself the best thing you have. But you have to be able to, to love on it. And everybody... They don't they don't get that. They think that, okay, you know, it's sex. Okay, sex is great, but when you take away sex, what do you have? 
Because if you don't have anything after that, then you're not going to have anything. You know, if if he's a great provider, okay, you take away that he gets sick or something happens and he's not able to provide like that. Okay, now what do you have? And can you step in to help him do this? Or, or you know what I'm saying, what what can be done at that point in time? You got to think about when things go to the left, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I didn't sign up for that. You know, you enter into relationships and especially marriages and they don't think about it. And a lot of people say, okay, well, marriage isn't important. Marriage is very important, but you have to have, the, you have, to have a certain mentality for it. Everybody doesn't have the mentality for it and every relationship isn't set up for it. Mm. That is true. True. <laughs> That's true. Okay, but now somebody okay, somebody made this comment and I want we we want to go back to to David a little bit because somebody made this comment that um because there is so much looseness in in gender and relationships um, that that is the problem for a problem for women that a woman's competition is not another woman but it's a man and a man's competition is not another man but it's a woman. What do y'all think about that? I'm not sure I understand what you're asking. So what they said was a man's competition is not another man, but it's another woman. So they're talking about um, same-sex relationships or um, transgender men where, you know, men are are visual. They, They really look at the eye candy. And so the competition becomes not another woman, but per se, another man, being more of a, comp- more of a competition. You don't know about that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know where they're going with that. I don't, I don't, that's something. That must be some new age stuff. I'm not familiar. Oh, I can't. <laughs> right, well, what, right, I'm trying to follow it. I can't like, quite grasp I was it. Like, huh? Well, they were saying that men are visual, which they are, and they look for perfection. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. most women are... Mm-hmm. If you look at the way we are moving, we are in competition with we got to get our breasts done, we got to get our waist done, everything got to be snatched, we got to be this, we got to be that because we're in competition with with a, a visual. And you have transgender transgenders that are getting their hair done, getting their nails done, they getting their breasts done, they getting they they getting their waist waist snatched, which becomes that competition. I didn't see it because I'm like, well, if a man is not feeling another man, no matter what he looks like, then I don't see how that would would matter. But I guess it does matter because look at Dwight Howard. I mean, sometimes they get in these situations and they're not even aware that it's a man. Oh, uh, that's that's a stretch. There, I don't. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Men are definitely visual creatures, but I don't know if we. Um, what's the word? I was gonna say devolve. I don't know if we to the point in society where we so bitch that we're looking at other men that's dressed like women. I, I don't know. A lot of I mean, I don't think I don't think I don't think it will be a. I wouldn't. I don't think it will be a competition, or you know that like when you were saying they were saying that that that's their competition. Like I don't. 
feel like that would be a competition. I'm not I'm not competing with a transgender woman. I mean, ten transgender man dressing as a woman because, for one, they're not a woman. And they cannot possibly have the things that I possess. Even if they went through all the surgery, they're still a man. So I wouldn't feel like that's a, my competition. Right. Yeah, so I, I have no idea about that topic. So in terms of... Uh, um, I, I can't, I can't, have I can't see that. I can't <laughs> see that being a, a general topic. I think that's a, a more um, specific topic and maybe a specific area or something. But I think maybe a lifestyle when, choice. It, yeah, I mean, but it's a choice, and it's an excuse as well. So a choice mm-hmm. and excuse. But mm-hmm. I think the idea of like, like what what you were saying just now about the fact that competition, like women feel as though they're in competition. I could I could see that. Like I could understand that because there's so much out there now that it's like okay, well, you have social media, you have all that stuff. But to say that uh, that the men will now be they're more attracted. They have to worry about the women have to worry more about their man with a with a man that dresses like a woman. I'm at it. That sounds like a vice to me. I don't know. I don't know. Definitely not a word. I can't. Yeah, I can't touch it. Sounds like topic. an excuse. Sounds like yeah, an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many people that get caught doing nothing? They did it before. This just they just they just got caught. That's interesting, though. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> I mean. But if you think about it, like, it it throws me off when I look on Instagram. And some of these people are, like, personality-wise, you you know, they're, they're very marketable and likable. But, you know, at the same time, if you have on a wig and you have on a beard, and I think, I think there's so many videos of men, whether it's a straight man or a trans man or a gay man telling a woman how to be a woman, then you have a, a video telling men how to be men. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like you got on a wig and you have on a beard and you got a mustache, but you're telling a woman how to be a woman, how to, to please her men. And it's like, are you confused? I need I you to be a man yeah, or to be a woman. What you going to do? Nothing. Nothing agitates think, me more. Right. Then nothing agitates me more than for a woman to try and tell a man what he's supposed to be. You want to, ooh, you want to get a mile. Right, right. But I think it's more, I think it's more attention grabbing. I think they're trying to get, get um, tongues to wagging, eyes on them, numbers up. I think it's all a, a, a faux pas. I think it's just them trying to, to make themselves relevant. And I think it's all situational. And I think it's, Contact exactly as, as it came, as, as easy as it cropped up. That's just my yeah, opinion. Just you know? Yeah, just touch attention. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't last too long because I have no idea what that is about. Right. But that that, that just sounds weird. Wait sounds minute, weird and, you know, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> throw that in real quick, real slick. It, 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 you said that it does, it, nothing burns you the most than a woman trying to tell a man how to be a man. But what about all these men telling women how to be wives and how to be girlfriends and how to be women? I mean, that's, that's a little. Well, let me say nope. what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Is this. No, no, no. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> On the one hand, I'll say if you want to know what a man, because my other pet peeve is this. When a, when a man is talking, a, a woman is trying to correct him on what he's supposed to be saying. Like, I'm, I'm going to throw you all one. I'm going to take a couple shots. Earlier when the brother was speaking about the stock market thing, he was speaking from a man's point of view, 
No disrespect intended, but a woman can't tell a man how he see the world. So he was very valid with what he was saying. I understand y'all have an opinion as well, but and y'all did say y'all was respect those opinions, so I give y'all props on that. But that's what I mean. Now a lot of, like when a woman says, Oh, a real man is this, a real man is that you can't tell a real because you ain't never been a man. You don't know what kind of struggles we go through, what kind of sacrifice we have to make. I personally feel like this. If you got a man in your household, especially a black man, every day he walk outside and come back home in one piece, you should hug him and thank God because with the climate in America, there's a chance that we may not have made it back home. You know what I mean? And so I agree you, with that. I agree. We 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 should cherish our our men, but I disagree with the first part that you said because I know it. <laughs> when when women <laughs> when women say a man's supposed to be this and a man's supposed to be that, it's it they're they're valuing it or saying it. As they see a man should be like a man is supposed to be a provider. You don't agree with that? Yeah, I do. What if a man says, "Okay, oh, yeah, so, I, a woman's supposed to do yada yada yada," and I mean, you know. But that's what he well, well, but so here, yeah, but here, what I'm here, look, what I'm saying is that it's not. I could, I, I could agree with you if you were saying like a woman. It's telling a man what they're supposed to be doing. Like, you supposed right. to rub my feet because you a man. You know, but just saying what a man okay, is well, supposed maybe to that's be speaking clear. in general. That's more clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you, yeah, you supposed clear. to tell a man. You, you got to break it down because a man, he, a man so, does have certain verbiage, rules Sean, that they're supposed to meet up to. So when a man says a woman's supposed to cook, and new age women be like, what? I work 50 hours a week. What well, I'm supposed to cook for it too. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's what yeah. he needs. But a woman is supposed to cook. I mean, that's, your, that's her right. job in, at, mm-hmm. in her household. That, that is her job. And a woman I agree with that. Or, be, or new age and be like, I don't think I'm supposed to cook. Like, that's the problem. That's not a woman. That's a little girl. Because if you think about it, from from back in the day, as far as we can think about it, a man's supposed to be a provider, a protector, and a stabilizer of his household. And the woman is supposed to be the nurturer and healing or healer of the family. Oh, I agree. Period. But sometimes Being when you have relationships, it's whatever they agree upon. That's where that communication comes in. Exactly. Because you have some exactly. men that they marry her because she could cook. That like you have some people that get with people that some men that will marry a woman she can't cook she can't clean but somehow he feels yeah. like well I can teach her these things but it's like and you have some relationships you know doing, where right? she don't cook she don't clean he <laughs> do the cooking he do the cleaning he go to work he you know and 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 it's whatever they want it to be you know what I'm saying that's what I yeah it's whatever. Yeah, it's it's a it's whatever that them two people communicate and they want the relationship to be. I'm gonna take it to another another level. I have a girlfriend that's married, and you know her and her husband. She work at all day, nine ten hours a day, every day Monday through Friday. She feels like she's only supposed to have sex with him on the weekend because she be tired. And I, you know, my philosophy is I don't care how tired I am. I'm not going to never turn my husband down. 
because that my job as a wife is to please my husband. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you all everything else is is obsolete. I may be tired, but I'm gonna keep my womanly duties in that house. My husband will wake me up at four o'clock in the morning. I don't wanna do it, but that's my husband and he asked me, Babe, can you find me a steak? Yeah, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna fight you a steak because that's my job. That's a woman. You better preach, Miss Brown. You better preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Now, on the flip side, you got a you you man. You 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 got a wife that worked all day, got off work, went to the grocery store, and come in like, "Babe, go get your groceries." You supposed to go get the groceries, or you supposed to take that garbage out? Because you the man of the household. Those are manly duties that a man is supposed to do. And and a man that doesn't do that, yes, you're not a man. You're a boy, because that's uh, just the gender role. That's that's what it falls under. Okay, so so I, guys, guys, so everybody that's in this here and having this conversation seems to have this. We seem to have the same idea of what the roles are, right? Now, uh-huh. I mean. But it also seems as though, is it a generational thing? Like, is it that now the men of now, because it seems like it's the men of now, I don't know, but they don't think, like, they don't know what their roles are because of, of what? Because I know that. I mean, if it is that, that, that you come with groceries, I need to come get it. I need to come take it out of the car. I should have been with you in the grocery store in the first place, if, you know, once I had the time to do it. But I think, like, it's just a matter of making the roles as clear as possible. And that's where the miscommunication happens. That's where everybody's dropping the ball. Nobody's making, uh, like, level settings where we understand what the roles are in the household. Now, the households are going to be different because, like you say, now women will be at work for longer periods of time. They might be tired. They might work more, bring home more. I mean, whatever. But there should still be roles that are set in the household, right? And it shouldn't, it shouldn't take away from what you should be doing. But then that's our idea of how it should be. So it's that people just don't know or is it that they just don't care? Which one is it? I think that is a little bit Some of, of them just don't both. care and some of yes. them just don't know. Because but you got <laughs> some men now. Now, and I'm going to piggyback off what he was saying because I agree where it has changed so much where a lot of times fathers pour so much into their daughters. Like they teaching you how to change a flat tire. They teach you teach a female mm-hmm. is taught how to be independent. She is taught and raised to be independent. And then when you get married you're you're told that you're supposed to be dependent. But if you think about it, um half the time men don't know a hammer from a nail. They not they not the the one down there up under the sink fixing the plumbing or fixing the toilet or doing this or ta- doing that. It's women that are doing that. You know what I'm saying? If you hand some men a hammer, they like what you want me to do with this. You know, so mm. I think that things mm. have changed and it's a generational thing as well. Because a lot of times, you yes. women we are raised. You raise your daughter. Men raise their daughters to be independent. Let me show you how to change this tire. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to do that. You ain't got to ask nobody to do nothing. Let me show you how to do it. Right, but, but then, then that's get a when woman. a real man, a real man, supposed to step up. Man, you may know how to change the tire, but that's not your play. You ain't supposed to be out here getting, you know, your hands dirty changing your tire. I know how to change the tire. But I bet you my husband's not going to let me change the tire. And my daddy did teach me how to change the tire. But he not, because he know 
Like that's not nothing that a woman is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that real, I have... it takes a real man to to let her know because mm-hmm. you got some of these little bum guys out here to be like, yeah, God change the tire and be sitting on the passenger side smoking and blowing. Why you doing? Right, or pumping gas. You out there, you done pay and pump the gas. He's chilling. Him. I don't care if he's your man or not. You shouldn't be pumping yeah, but gas. They wasn't, some of them wasn't raised like that. You have some of these kids. Now, I grew up with my son, but my son is a 100% man. But you have, I, I you have these kids or people having babies at 16, and they're growing up with their mm-hmm. kids, and they still not teaching their kids Nothing. They teaching their kids, like, girl, you don't got to cook. You don't got to clean. Go to school. Mm-hmm. Come home. All you got to do is take care of the kids. Or I don't even do that. Some of them don't even take care of their kids. They mm-hmm. think that, it's, oh, I had a baby. You, I'm dropping them off over his daddy house. I mean, granted, I, I believe that both parents have dual responsibility. However, I just believe that a woman should be raising her, her child. Like, I'm not sending my husband with my six-month-old baby for the weekend. And I'm, I'm just not doing that. Or a six-month-old, if, if I wasn't marrying my baby there, I'm not doing that. Unless I know his mama there, his sister there, or somebody is there. Because that, that baby still needs a woman's touch. That might be. But men don't, not all men. Don't know how to really take care and cater to no no kids like that. Let's ask the men. Y'all quiet. What y'all think? Sound <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't got no words. I don't know nothing nah, I think, about. Nah, <laughs> I think what she's saying kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. A lot of women, a lot of women, because seventy percent of our households are here by uh, women. A lot of women are forced to raise boys into men or attempt to. So a lot of the characteristics y'all were speaking about earlier, that's because they were raised by women. A man wasn't present. You know what I'm saying? And that's kinda mm-hmm. that's not knocking, it's just an assessment. Because of course they're doing the best that they can. I get that. But that's why a lot of the characteristics that you were saying earlier, that's why you have to really specify verbiage when you say a male and a man, because there is a difference. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Yeah, I think I think like in in my situation, yeah, in my my situation, my son, um, you know, he he lives with his mom, but when he got to a certain age, you know, I, we both had a conversation. I was like, listen, there's as much as you could teach him, and I think there's a point in time when when the boys decided to when they turn into teenagers, they didn't need their father around to be able to start grooming them into a certain type of way. Because without that, and it's not a bad thing because some some single parents do it where some moms raise the kids all the way to you know until they become adults, and so I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying if you have a male that's somewhat invested in his child, he will step in at the time when I think it's necessary. With me, I, I traveled a lot in his, in the first couple of years. I did a lot of different things. I had to go here, go there. So I wasn't around as much, even though we were not together. But from the time he started hitting his teens. That was my time to play my role. And I think without that, it would have took a different direction with him. So, you know, th- there's, there's a difference. And what we're seeing now is now we're seeing where these kids are not being raised by men. The, the, the boys are not being raised by men. Yeah, the girls right. are being raised by men. Like how to change a tire. But, you know, right. and if it is that you don't step in, you know, you don't step in and, and play your role when it comes to him being a man. You can't teach, like, I mean, all respect to her, she can't teach him how to be a man at the age of 12. 
and go forward. She can't, right? There's things that mm-hmm. she just can't teach him. And that's why sometimes mm-hmm. the, the boys look for different outlets to be taught. Like they'll go to the streets. They'll go, you know, pick up a role model somewhere, good or bad. So therefore, you as a father have to step in and actually be that man and be that example for him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a point in time you being invested to play that part. But now, the generation yeah. we have now, the guys are being raised by, by their moms and then, all right, well, they're like, all right, well, I don't have to do nothing. You know, and then it just starts a vicious cycle of a bunch of lazy dudes, actually, if you want to keep it real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're 100% uh-huh. correct. I remember my daddy teaching my sisters how to change the oil and change the tire when we were young. And even uh-huh. to this day, like, my, my youngest son, Supreme, that's why I always had the utmost respect to his mom because, or for his mom, because when we separated, she allowed me to raise him. She did not once say, you know, I, you know how some women try to use a child as a tool. She recognized mm-hmm. that he he has a lot of he has alpha energy anyway. So she recognized that, and you know, she allowed me to raise him. You know, a lot of women wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. my hats will go off to her for that. We need more women like that. You know what I mean? It's not perfect. Now. Don't get me wrong. But that's clear. I'm raising my child, my son, to be a man. And that's good. Because mm-hmm. every child, every, every, every man, no matter how good, how providing a woman can be, a man needs his father. And it, it's that's just right. certain things that a woman, a woman cannot give a man. As much as we may try, we just, it's, it's just certain things that a, a woman cannot give. She cannot keep the man. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, y'all know we like to do something a little fun here on Let's Chat. We're not gonna we're not gonna do uh-huh. it as extreme like we normally do, because um, uh-huh. we're out of a little bit of a different element. But, but it'll be good. We gotta, some, we gotta do something a little fun because it. At the end of the day, you guys are all artists. You guys are authors. You guys all have something um, that to share with the world. And we love to be able uh-huh. to spotlight that and allow our listeners to be able to experience the whole side of all of our guests on the show. And so, Tony, she always got these questions, right? Uh-huh. I'm just going to sit back and put my little slippers up because <laughs> ain't no telling what she's going to ask y'all. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. She been laughing for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't Man, think it's going to be excerpts, but this is going to be some good, some good questions. So I'm excited. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, y'all ready? Well, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been such an enlightening conversation, and then sometimes it's a much needed conversation, especially with the platform that we we have. And everybody brought something different to the table. So tonight's question, you know, we've been stirring this pot up all evening, so we're going to continue the stirring of the pot. Now, I'm going to just say I got a whole pot of some nice warm chocolate going over a nice fire, and each of you are going to put into an ingredient to make it decadent and as well as exotic and to make it you. So I want you to tell me what ingredient that you will put into this boiling piece pot of chocolate to make it Nice and rich and all that other good stuff to go with my red cup right here. <laughs> so stir the pot. Let's start with Miss Brown. Woman, what you gonna stir in that pot, girl? 
Oh. <laughs> Depending on Come how on. do y'all want me to stir this pot? It could be how anything, you anything. It, it's your pot. You stirring it however you want. Um. <laughs> Is it? Do you want me to start with some uh-uh. topics that we've been talking about, or? Uh-uh. It's it's just a fun, just something fun. So everybody learn a little bit about Miss Brown. So you stirring this pot? What would you add to this mm-hmm. pot to make this chocolate just stand out? Uh, about myself? Anything? What would you or add to the, to the? What would you add to it as an ingredient to make it better? What, I what know. I know. I know Sean, Miss Brown. I'm a, Sean knows how we do here, so I'm gonna get let, let Sean show you. Sean, okay. I know you got stirring over there because uh, he always comes through. So just to give her an idea, what we what we're talking about, Sean, what you gonna add to that big pot of chocolate? <laughs> I would add some cinnamon because it's unique and it gives that chocolate a different fragrance, and it's also healthy for you. Clean everything out, so you got the chocolate, that's aphrodisiac, and you got the cinnamon that's healthy, and there you go. Perfect combination. All right. I was going to say that aphrodisiac with that cinnamon. I'm glad you took it there. And, Mr. Garth, what you going to add to this big pot of chocolate with some cinnamon in it? <laughs> All right, Garth, are you still with us? Yeah, definitely going to finish that off with some whipped cream. Definitely whipped cream. Oh, oh. All right, we got some chocolate, got some cinnamon, and some whipped cream. And Miss Brown, what you gonna top it off with, girl? <laughs> I'm gonna add some marshmallows to that pot. <laughs> because <I feel> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna add some marshmallows to that chocolate because I feel like it it it, it, it shouldn't just be one. It should just it should be a marshmallow. A multitude of ingredients added to that hot chocolate, along with that cinnamon, and even though it's the marshmallows, it's the mini marshmallows because all oh. of them get in there and <laughs> <laughs> and make that hot chocolate much much better. And richer. Ooh, all Ooh. right now, <laughs> mini marshmallows. That ain't what she wanted to say. But that's just what she went with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. We he already had the whipped cream. God added the whipped cream. Oh, oh yeah, I already put whipped cream on that man. I was just I was just waiting for Miss Brown's marshmallows to come. <laughs> special delivery. Special delivery. Special delivery. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like I said earlier, this has been a wonderful discussion, a much needed, and it's good to hear the different views and values that everybody brings to the table. And I think it needs to be a little bit more prevalent in our community and our society. So we thank you for joining us here on Let's Chat tonight. Thank you for having having us. Absolutely. We want each of you guys to shout out to all of your social media, your newest release, and if any events that you have coming up. Ms. Brown? Well, um, Mike, you can reach me on all social media platforms. It's BMB Wifey. Um, Beyond Love started as a boutique. I mean, it started as a book, but it has transpired. I have a boutique now. It's on social media as well as Beyond Love Boutique. 
And I also have, of course, the book, Beyond Love. If you haven't got a copy, I'm telling you, it's a page turner. Um, and I'm also working on, well, my jewelry line jumped off as well. So Beyond Love started as a book, and it's turning into a complete brand. Mm, all right. And thank you all for having me. You are you so are welcome. And it was a pleasure to meet you last weekend in Atlanta. <laughs> for me anyway, for me anyway, Alicia knows, but I, me coming from New York, it was a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. Y'all did a good job on that lab. That was an awesome experience. I had never been to a listening party. Like, I don't think I've ever Mm -hmm. been to a listening party. So that was really an experience the way y'all did it. I loved it. Yeah, everything. Thank you. Everything we do, we seem to take it to the 10th power. It's just Mm -hmm. just, (laughs) just like my love. We take everything to the 10th power. (laughs) And we're going to have awesome. to come up with some, with some subtitles uh, other than the ones that y'all have because you see you need subtitles now. So we're going to try to come up with some subtitles for you so that, you know, they don't feel left out, but then they know that, okay, well, this is your title for now. Correct. We don't we don't have to find some. And they have to not, not make them feel demeaning or, right. or anything like that because I, I'm all into women empowerment. And I don't want the next woman, if, if that's the lifestyle that she chooses to live, I wouldn't want her to feel, like, ashamed or inferior or anything like that. I just, that's just me. I wouldn't want anyone to feel like that. So that's why I just mm-hmm. instantly, that that's just the next word that I have for them is, like, life and life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And, Sean? And this. You can catch me at I am Sean Sinclair on Instagram, Arthur Sean Sinclair on Facebook, I am Sean Sinclair on Twitter. Don't forget to check out my latest release, Street Rap. It's available on all platforms, everywhere books are sold, Walmart, Books of Billion, Kindle. And it's also available on Audible, like you mentioned earlier. I think if you get the Audible experience, it's like a whole different book. It's like listening mm-hmm. to a movie. And again, if you don't have an Audible account, you can download my book for free by getting a free trial. Don't forget, Blood Ties drops January 2019. That's my second book. And, uh, yeah, we're doing big things. So don't forget to follow me. If you have any questions. Oh, by the way, go to penandpenpublishing.com and take advantage of some of our holiday specials. All of my titles on there for $10. So take advantage of it. You only got a few more weeks. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. I missed the thought. All right. Um, so... You can find me at I am God's Water, V O I S I N. Uh, you can just type in G A R T H V O I S I N. Um, you can find the book on Amazon. The journey continues, evolves. It's in on Kindle and in on paperback. Uh, also, mm-hmm. January 11th to the 12th, there's a conference in Atlanta called the Love Freedom Movement. I will be the keynote speaker at that event. Um, but all this information is on my social media. So you can find me on Facebook as God Water or on Instagram as I am God Water. So other than that, you can just type in God Water in Google and you'll find something about me that should lead you to something else. So thank you for that's having me awesome. tonight, guys. Awesome. January 11th, that's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> thank you. 
And don't forget has, to make it shareable. Yeah, I I always do now. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Well, we appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us today in the sh- in the chat room to sharing our battle of the sexist shenanigans. Yeah, this is something that we actually do or we try to do every month just to have conversation, um, just amongst men and women, just just in general. Um, today was like on a real grown level. Um, sometimes it get a little loud because it's like, wait a minute, you know. But I think we want to thank David. <laughs> David, thank you for talking about the Wall Street. Uh, bringing in, bringing in Wall Street. That that you know mm-hmm. that took it to a whole different level because we got to talk about some other things. But we appreciate you guys just coming to share your time and your space with us. And you know you are welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. And you guys enjoy the rest of your evening as well as your weekend. You do the same. Thank you very much for having us. Okay, you're welcome. Have a good night. All right, we appreciate everybody that this is a good show. I have fun. We always have fun, but I have fun on today. We appreciate everybody Mm -hmm. that tuned in. If you missed it, don't worry. Just head over to our archives here on BlogTalk.com, also on iTunes or really any any podcast uh, app you can stream us from. We appreciate you guys. We will see you guys. I think this is our, today is the, next week is our last show uh, of the year before before 2019. And so we will see y'all on next Thursday. We're going to play some of this overtime. Go ahead, T. I was going to tell them to have a good weekend and enjoy the rest of their evening. Absolutely. We're going to play a little bit of this overtime from Superstar K. He is an artist out of Cleveland, Ohio. I got some people that know that I love them, but I ain't got time to make all them calls. I say a chronic shit, I'm really sleeping. The music and lean got me off the walls. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. My love works overtime. My hustle is overtime. I'm grinding like overtime. Know you when you wrong or right. Hey. I'm deep in them trenches, I'm missing my babies, I'm up on the road They calling like crazy, I'm chasing this paper to move out the projects and into a home Studio going to fuck all these hoes, just like a stripper, I can't put a dope I hate these stages, I'm raging by paper like pages, I book it, then I gotta go Ain't told the mom since I left from the land, so many cities don't know where I am Charter room buses and planes waking up in hotels and then they about to set up like camps Okay, she's sweating a nigga like damn, even my woman that's straight from the plan Sister got married, my brother got locked up, man calling me, telling me check on the fam I'm out here jugging the streets once again, profit the mood at the state once again They back to making the play once again, I wanna see all of my niggas win